multitude of mind-boggling topics like the paranormal, conspiracies, extraterrestrials, brain-scrambling scientists, and anything mysterious. If you have a story to tell and you'd like to be a part of the conversation, send your thoughts to John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. See you on the other side. Hello and welcome back for episode number 53 of Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast with John Carter. Today's show topic is going to be split brain theory. Split brain. Yes. What is that? Well, this is another topic that's highly debated in the scientific community these days. And it is, it, it, it also validates how much we don't know about the brain. Well, yeah, you just called it split brain, so I don't know what that is. Well, on the show today, I'll explain what split brain is, okay? Are we talking about it because it's debatable? Or is it because it's interesting or it's gross? Which is it? No, it, it's, it's a very interesting subject. It's trending. No, it's not trending. Oh, okay. It's something that I came across and I thought it would be a good subject for the show. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to let you leave because what I think it might be and what you explain are probably two different things. It doesn't have anything with being gross. Nothing like that at all. Okay. Are you born with it? Uh, no, it is. You're not born with it. Let me explain to okay. let me explain All right. what this is. Well, I didn't introduce you today on the show. It's we're joined by my co-host, Lisa. You forgot to add beautiful wife. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but you'll pay for that. Anywho, before we get to the meat of the show today. How's your journey been going? Going well. I'm learning a lot, feeling a lot better. And I am, do you want to give the people some background? Background? Yeah. For people just joining us. Well, that's what you should be saying. Well, I'm on a wellness journey, guys. And uh, I've been doing a few things to outside of Western medicine, as it were, trying to fix myself. Mentally and physically. So well, if you have not listened to the past two episodes, uh, Lisa talked about her tarot card reading and her. Yeah, Reiki you cut therapy. me off. But yeah, so that's it. Mentally, physically, and and I I'm feeling better. Thank you for asking. Well, the topic today it deals with self awareness and the consciousness also. So that's why I say it's nothing gross oh, with okay. this. Now, split brain originally was a therapy for people that had seizures, and it goes back as far as the 1950s. Oh, okay. So it's nothing new. That's why I say it's not a, a trending subject. Um, so it's a moment. procedure. It's nothing that it's it's got it. Yeah, I it's a procedure. But the reason why I say theory is is going to come up as I explain oh, okay. everything. Got it. Well, what happens during this procedure, the doctors will sever the corpus callosum, which is the mid portion of your brain. What they do is they split, just like it says, the two hemispheres of your brain in half. Why? That doesn't sound exciting at all. 
This procedure was done because when people have seizures, like a grand mal seizure, it becomes a full brain thing, right? Oh, okay. So if you split the brain in half, that decreases the severity of the seizure because they explained it like a firestorm. So it starts in one segment of the brain, and as it spreads, it spreads throughout the entire brain. When you have a seizure. When you have a seizure. Got it. So by splitting the two hemispheres in half, you only get part of that firestorm, and it only could spread but so far. Therefore, it reduces the severity of the seizure. I see. Okay. So this is what it was originally... That's how it came to be. Now, what's so strange about this is this is why it's a theory. Uh, The argument or the debate in the scientific community is because once you split the brain, you function like two separate people, but in one body. When the two hemispheres are separated through this procedure, the left side of the brain controls the right side. Isn't that strange? That is, yeah. And the right side and the right side of the brain controls the left side. Now, the left hemisphere of the brain, that involves your speech, your mathematics, your comprehension, your writing, your language, and all that stuff. And the right side of your brain, can, which controls the left, that, that side, that, the right hemisphere controls the creativity um, spatial awareness, artistic skills, and things like that. Okay. And what is strange about it is, first off, I mean, because that's even hard to understand, that why would the left side control your right? Right. And why would the right side control your left if you split them in half? You'd imagine that if you split your brain in half, that the left side will control you know, the left and vice versa with, with the right. The way they did this research is they did with visual fields and visual cues. Um, I read a couple of the research papers and the evidence or the data from the studies were similar, was similar between animals and humans. Oh. That was what's so strange about it also. So the patients and the animals when they did these visual cues, say, for instance, they put like two pictures on one side. So your your brain is severed, so two separate hemispheres. I keep saying brain is severed, but not your brain, but <laughs> the two hemispheres are separated. Right. So they put two pictures on a screen, yeah. and there's a little dot in the middle, and you focus on the dot. So the right eye will look at the picture. But it will register through the left okay. of your brain. Right. So they, for example, if they put key on the picture, a key on the picture, and you ask the patient, what do they see on the right side? They would say a key. Okay. But on the left side, that could be a picture of a flower. And they ask the patient, what do you see from your left eye? They say, I see nothing. So that is a visual cue. They'll also 
have you look at this key on your right eye and you can point out the key with your finger, right? Right. Sometimes the subject won't be able to point out the key. Why? It's because the way the brain perceives like it's language. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so hard to, to explain. It can see it's a key, but the physical motion of getting that key or, well, sorry, I, I, let me back that up again. So what they also did is visual, uh, a visual key. So that side said, okay, we're going to draw that picture on that side. Right. So you look through your right eye and draw that picture. Yeah. And they asked them to draw the key. Yeah. So when they draw the key with their right hand, they cannot draw it. Because it's visual. It's only. Because the left side of the brain controls the right side and it's more oh. of a, a speech cue. Oh. So. I see where you're Now saying. we go to the opposite side. Yeah. So they asked the patient on that picture. They couldn't say it was a flower, but draw what you think you may have seen. Okay. And they would draw a flower. Isn't it? That's interesting. That's why it's an interesting subject. Yeah. Because it's hard to fathom that what's going on with this split brain. So they've also did in some of the research that they did and experiments, they did the exact same thing. So they took a picture of a block and they had like six blocks or something like that. And they told the patient to look at it with their right eye and left eye, just like the other one. So the patient would look at the thing with their right eye and they were able to assemble the block with their left hand. So they switch vice vice versa. They put a patch on the left eye or sorry, they put the patch on the right. They put the, they put a patch on the right eye and had the patient with the right hand try to assemble the block. Right. It could not do it. It couldn't do it. The right hand could not do it. The left hand of the patient kept trying to help put the blocks together. Oh, but they kept cool. moving that they they kept moving the hand away from the, the patients so they can put the blocks together with just the right hand. Right. But the left hand kept trying to, you know, intervene and put it together. Right. So in one of them, they actually let them use both hands and the hands were fighting against each other on how they would put these blocks together. Wow. That's actually kind of cool. I, I couldn't believe it because this is this is um, not just it's written in paper and it's also videos from back in, in like the 60s of these of these studies. Right. And what's also is strange about it is that looking through the right eye, they can't see what's on the left. Right. But they can really see it. Do you, Did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many Studies. What was the case study? Did they talk about how many? They didn't give the numbers. I know one of them was about 40 subjects that they did because with this, there's a, 
they originally did the research on epileptic 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 patients and right. seizures right. and they found like just like anything that you do as far as drugs and medicines, there's like an adverse side effect to medication. Sure. So they found that this was an adverse effect that people were having these unusual experiences. And when this happens, the same thing with the animals and in humans, that there is no difference in the patient's personality at all. Right. Although it's clearly that it's like, you have two people. I was about to say it sounds inside like it's soup. your yeah, yeah inside your body that's kind of conflicting with each other, and also that they ask like, like in different sides, right. you know, what you want to be. Yeah, like they would say on on the right side, they would put it in the right ear. What, which what would you want to be when you grow up? And one ear would say, "Oh, I want to be a fireman," and the other one goes, "I want to be a poet." That's so that's, cool. How is that? I mean, possible. I mean, that's it's cool, but it's it's hard to understand that. How could this, you know, be? Yeah, and maybe that's why they um, there's something to one side always is ego, and the other side is soul. And you fight, you fight in general each one to make sense of things. So. Um, most times when you see something that might not be logical, but you saw it with maybe your right brain, your left brain says, no, nah, that was nothing. Don't even worry about it because that's your ego telling you no. And most times when you make decisions, you use your ego. OK, now that's, you know, I can understand that if your brain is not severed in half, but well, the two hemispheres not separated, but the neurons and the electrical you know, impulses Everything between the two brains are disconnected. So how could that be? That's a good question. And this is where the the huge debate comes in. You have one side that are saying that we have one soul, one consciousness. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you have the other side going, how could that be? Within one body, they're doing two separate things. It's like two different people in one body. You come across some crazy stuff. Yeah. And that further, like I've mentioned at the beginning of the show, further cements that we don't know shit about our brain. <laughs> right. You know? But isn't it fascinating to know that more and more we are, you know, and, and do they still practice this? I mean. Yeah, this is still goes on today. Does it really? Yeah. I mean, they still. How successful are they? Well, they have to be pretty successful if they're still doing it on. Uh, well, it's, it is successful for the seizure patients. Okay. But as far as the consciousness and just doing research, because you have to have people that volunteer to do these. Yeah. And if they ask you, okay, Lisa, can we cut your brain in half and see what happens? I would say no. That would be a resounding no. But there'd be nothing different about you day to day. I don't care. Nobody would know the wiser. No, nope. no, ma'am. No, sir. Yeah, that's weird. And you wouldn't, you well, would not know. How are they living? I mean, how are these patients? I mean, have they gone to lead productive lives? Yeah, they, and, like I said, no one noticed any different. So they went on to just, okay, so then what about their seizures? How? Well, the patients that have had seizures, of course, they've gotten better. 
because you again you don't get that firestorm throughout your entire brain. Right. And you just get a small portion of the seizures. And of course, as well as there's lots of medicines for people that have seizures also. Sure. And that that helps, you know, with it. So that's you know, it's under control. Um also I didn't mention is another thing that was originally designed for people that has have seizures. What? The keto diet. Really? The ketogenic diet. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's what they, that's what it was. That's how the keto diet originally came about was. I thought from, it was diabetes. Nope. It was for children that has had seizures and what they found that they limited them to little to no carbohydrates and really high fat diets that the seizures went almost all away. Wow. Yeah, there's a one really well-documented research on this, this kid and his family. Of course, the family was rich, and they tried to do everything that they could because the medicine wasn't helping or anything like that, and they came across this. It was originally called the Banting diet, but I'm not going to get into keto. But then it you know, was what we know today as keto because you go into ketogenesis. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not going to, again, expand on that. <laughs> so if you know about the keto diet, that's what the keto diet was originally Very successful. for people. Yeah, people that have seizures. And it helps you and lose it has... a ton load of weight as well. You're not only the chairman of keto. <laughs> I know. No, but the, the um, that's actually pretty good that um, that people can still lead normal lives after yeah, something like that. That's what I find fascinating. Oh, but what about driving? Because you know, well, you probably wouldn't know that. Yeah, you can still drive because well, you still can function. Some people with epilepsy can't drive again. Well, 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 well let's not focus on the epilepsy. Okay, it. let's not focus on yeah, that. Yeah, because the... But the, I, I just found it fascinating because yeah. it hits personally, so... Um, because with this, with this, the reason why I, I named the topic of it is split brain theory sure. is because of the debate between the scientists as far as splitting a patient's brain in half. And apparently the procedure is not as bad as they originally thought it was going to be. Sure. Because you imagine you split people's two hemispheres in half. That's a major surgery. Yeah. But they said it's very simple. He used like um, the first one, he used like a hypodermic needle with like suction to it. Wow. That's it. You know what? I when you first said it, I thought it was going to be something similar to um, shock therapy or something to no. that effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like doing it on maybe mental patients or something. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Like I said, it's it's not anything gross. It's a very interesting topic, and what I want to expand on it as far as the consciousness. How can you prove our consciousness with something like this? If you have one brain in your head, we're one person, but it doesn't appear that way when you actually split the two hemispheres apart. Is it muscle memory? No. How could it be muscle memory? In your brain a muscle? No. I thought no. it was a muscle. It's That's what muscle. they say. It's not. It's an organ. Oh, is it? Um, but <laughs> oh. But how could, but, but just think about it. What we think right now, or as far as we know, is we're one human 
one brain, one consciousness, and one soul. Right. So, again, who's making the decisions in your brain if you do split it in half between the right and the left when your body is doing two different things? So who's in charge? The little man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to think about. It is. I, yeah. Honestly, it's really hard to think about. And it, it does boggle my brain is, okay, are we really conscious? Right. And they don't have an answer for it either. No, there's not an answer for it. They can only do but so much research. And if all the data has been the same, I mean, the outcome is like, uh, this is what happens when we split the two hemispheres of the brains apart. But why is it happening? Right. And why is the left side controlling the right? And why is the left side the only side that understands speech or can speak? Right. Understands mathematics and things like that. And why is the only the right side of your brain, which, you know, gives only visual cues from the left? My question is, is where did they come up to think that splitting somebody's brain? Where did they get that from? Well, that's like I, I mentioned a, um, a little while ago is because of the seizures. The thought was you split the two hemispheres of the brain in half. It would reduce the right. severity of the seizures, which it originally did. It did. But the outcome was successful as far as the seizures. But again, there were adverse effects, which we see today as far as the split brain theory. It's interesting. Our conscience. 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 I know. It's it's a lot of... Sorry, guys. It, there's a lot of pauses and silence in between our conversation because we're really trying to wrap our head <laughs> around it, just like you may be if you've never heard of this before. Right. Which I haven't until like last week. Did you really? Yeah. And that's why I found it interesting. So I started watching videos and I started pulling up some of the research papers and read some of the papers. And actually, when I was in a dentist chair, I was reading one of the papers as well. Were you really? <laughs> yes, I was. Oh, wow. I know. They probably thought you were kind of weird. No, they weren't. There was nobody in there. Oh, until, oh yeah, okay. Until she came. I don't know. So, I mean, honestly, what's your thought about it? I mean, can you? What's the name of the project or the experiment? Is that it's what it's called? Exactly. It's called Split Brain. Split Brain. Oh, okay. I'm I'm trying to look up stuff while you're talking. Just from the little bit of information that was given to you, what is your thoughts on the whole subject, though? I think that it's fascinating to that, like you said, what our brain can and cannot do or how it just works. We have no clue. And they always say we are just touching the surface and the use of our brain, how much we honestly use. And then for the patients, how great is it that you can you feel better? So yeah, that's for, a, yeah, for seizures, you know, yeah. applaud to, um, I can't remember the doctor's name, but I'll put the doctor's name in the show notes who originally started this and, you know, did the first procedure and did the research on animals because, of course, they do animal studies first before they move on to, to patients. But I feel the same way is, you know, I have a lot 
more to think about as far as consciousness. I mean, this is a mystery. A mystery. I didn't want to really get too scientific on it because the outcome and the data that was given was based on a lot of visual things. And it's hard to explain stuff that you have to see visually. I'll post some of that also in the show notes, some of the research papers that I came across and maybe some of the videos also. So you can see exactly what I'm talking about because it's hard to explain it again, because I'm telling you that the right hemisphere of your brain controls the left side or the visual field from the left. And the left side of the brain controls the right visual field of your body. Wow. That is damn sure something to think about. <laughs> anyway, now we'll, we'll close this one out because like I said, there's very not very much I can say about it. You have anything else before we wrap up and reflect on the topic? It was interesting. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. I guess I have some homework to look it up. We all have homework. I'm ready. Well, guys, just think about it. This is another tough subject that we've come up with. I mean, are we really conscious beings or are we some type of robot or did somebody make us somewhere that's controlling us like a puppet? And, and is this why this something like this can happen? You know, based on this split brain that it appears that we are two separate people living in one body. So hopefully at some point or someday, somebody will figure out this complex being or brain in our head and tell us what's really good. <laughs> I can't figure or think of another word for it. And I want to thank you guys for listening to us talk about this. If you know about this subject and if you can give us some more insight, give our listeners more insight, you know, tell us, let us know. If you want to be a part of the conversation, just send your thoughts to John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. We can share your story or you can come on the show to share the story with us. Until next time, guys. Bye. Peace, love and hair grease.